You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Along with Nikki and Giselle and Kyrie, we're here until midnight. Then it's Sports Center all night on 98.7 ESPN. How you guys doing? Well, there's so much going on today. And of course, we'll try to encapsulate all that in our top stories in about an hour or so. But there's this poll that's on our.com, ESPN.com, right? And it's, it's, it's rating the top 74 NBA players in history. And they rated them. Now, if memory serves me correct, when they did the top 50 in 1997, marking the 50th anniversary of the NBA, I don't remember, I don't think they were ranked. So this is fascinating for me. This is fascinating. And I'm going to tell you right now, I got issues. <laughs> I'm sure you do too. 1-800-919-3776. Some of the issues you might be surprised that I have. Okay. In case you haven't seen it, here's your top 10 from 10 to number one. Number 10 would be Shaquille O'Neal. Number nine, Kobe Bryant. Number eight, Tim Duncan. Number seven, Larry Bird. Number six, Wilt Chamberlain. Number five, Magic Johnson. Number four, Bill Russell. Number three, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Number two, LeBron James. And number one, Michael Jordan. So what jumps out to me, okay, at this top 10 is... Everybody's got some hardware in this top 10, right? Everybody's got jewelry. And so that obviously was a major criteria. And I I will submit to you that there are occasions when in the middle of deciding an argument on who's better or whatnot, you will go to, you know, the amount of championships this person was able to win while they were playing. Now, what's interesting about that is a lot goes to the fact of what kind of teammates you have around you, i.e., Michael Jordan did not start to win championships until Scottie Pippen joined him, right? So he was a great player anyway, but when you talk about hardware, listen, he didn't have any. Uh, Charles Barkley, a very talented player, some say one of the top swing forwards, right? Because he was, you know, the round mound of rebound, as he was called when he first came out of Auburn into the NBA, was because he was a double-double machine and he was about 6'4". No, he wasn't 6'6", 6'7". No, no, don't believe the hype. No, that's not the case. That is not the case. He was about, yeah, he was about 6'4". And so you look at what he was able to obtain, achieve as a player, and he's pretty good. The other thing that jumps out at me in this top 10, there's a lot of big men in this top 10, right? A lot of big men. Uh, Kareem, Russell, Chamberlain, Duncan, and Shaquille O'Neal. So half of your top 10 are big, are big men. Now, is it clear that through most of the era of the NBA, and when you look at the era between Kareem, starting with Russell, right? Russell and Chamberlain, late 50s, early 60s, going into uh, Kareem and then Duncan and then Shaq, you're looking at about, what, maybe 30, 40 years of playing? 
of where the big man was dominant, where the big man was an, an essential part of what you did. Yes, you had great guards. Yes, you had great shooting guards. Yes, you had great point guards, although they were kind of combo guards at that time. You didn't, it, it, it was during that time, if you couldn't pass, you couldn't dribble, you couldn't play guard. <laughs> so you were either, you were either, you weren't a point guard or a shooting guard. You were a guard. You did both. Uh, so during that time though, it was dominated by big men. There's no question about it. And then you look at the next part, the next group of folks, and you're looking at, you know, LeBron James, even though he is a, a point forward now at six nine, he's a, he's a front court guy. Larry Bird, front court guy. Uh, Magic Johnson, even though he played, uh, the point at six eight, uh, although he did play center against the Sixers and score 42 points and, and, and beat them, uh, he was a, Really, he was a backcourt guy, but he was of height. He was a frontcourt guy. So you have Kobe Bryant, who had some height, too. So it, it's real interesting to look at this top 10. And I'm curious to see who you think should be in and who you think should not be in. For me, I don't understand how in your top 10, and, I, and granted, there's a lot of big men in the top 10. For me... I don't understand how Oscar Robertson is not in the top 10. When we talk about what Russell Westbrook has been able to do by averaging a triple double. Okay. For X amount of consecutive games. And he's done it for several years now. The record he broke was Oscar Robertson's record who averaged a triple double for a single season. So, when you look at the history that Robertson was able to do, it's hard for me to not have him in the top 10. For me, and he came in 11, so he was right outside. For me, I would switch Duncan for Robertson. It's just me. Just me. When we get outside the top 10, I, I, I got to tell you, I'm a little surprised at the rankings. Okay? I'm a little surprised. I don't think... I think that um, Kevin Durant at 14 is too low. Kevin Durant, who, for what he's able to bring to the table, for his size, his ability to score, his ability to rebound, his ability to play defense, uh, I think he should be higher than 14. I could debate with you if you want to put him in the top 10. I would debate with you, but I certainly think he should be right on the outside. If, if, if I were starting a team right now, okay, right now, and you said to me, Larry, you have the choice of either Tim Duncan or Kevin Durant, I would take Kevin Durant. Tim Duncan, a phenomenal player. Tim Duncan, Fundamentally sound, Tim Duncan, excellent rebounder, Tim Duncan, great defender, Tim Duncan, champion on the Spurs. But Durant gives you a, a versatility in scoring that Tim Duncan didn't do. Not Duncan's fault. He came up at a time when he was a low post guy. He could turn around and hit the, he could turn around and hit the jumper. 
He could hit the setup, stop, you know, face the basket, hit the jumper. He had a nice turnaround bank shot that he had. He is an excellent player. And I'm not trying to demean him by saying that he's not a good player because he is. He was an excellent player. But for me, for me, I would argue that uh, I would take Durant over Tim Duncan right now. I would. 1-800-919-3776. Let's see what you have to say about uh, this so far. Let's go. Let's begin with Sam and Flatbush. Sam, you're batting leadoff on ESPN hey, New York tonight. Hey, what's going on, Uncle? What's up, partner? Doing good. Listen, I want to defend Steph Curry. A lot of people are saying they don't believe he should be number 13. Listen, this is why I think he should be. What he does to a basketball team, think about it. If you're making a five-team basketball team right now, five mm-hmm. player from all time, you want him yes. as a point guard. He, stre- he spread the court. He, he could pass. He could win. He, he just, and he, he, his, his thing, even people are like, oh, well, you can't put him back in the days of MJ because he'll get abused. Do you know what, how good he would be for, for any, of the, any team in the NBA history, any championship team is? You add him to that team, you know how much better they become? You, if Patrick Ewing would have had Steph Curry to spread out the court, the Knicks would have beat the, would have beat the Bulls back then. It'd be a lot of teams. <laughs> yeah, they would have been a lot. Yeah, it wasn't that he would have got abused. No, he wouldn't have driven inside. He would have made those bad boy Pistons spread. Whoever he played, he's the top 13 player of all time. I, I don't agree. And the reason why I think they put him in front of Kevin Durant is because he won without KD, but KD never won without him. Mm-hmm. And plus, I think they would have won last year without for Clay getting injured. I think they took that into effect. Remember, they swept Portland. They were probably mm-hmm. going to beat the Raptors if not for Clay getting injured. You know, the, the two games that he missed were the two games they lost. With, with, with the games that Clay were in, they were, they were, it was, um, the series was tied 2-2. So they right. could have beat, the, beat, beat the Raptors without them. They could be a, a championship team next year. You know, they, they didn't really need KD. It's just that, that, yeah, that's why they put Curry in front of KD. KD never won without Curry. Well, I'll say this, Sam, and thanks for the phone call. And, and here's where Steph Curry is interesting for me. In that, I have never seen a better shooter. I've never seen the range. I've never seen the consistency. I've never seen anybody to get off shots the way that Steph Curry has been able to get get off his shot. So, because of that, I I am I have no trouble rating him where he is. I don't. I have no trouble rating him where he is. I think he was. Yeah, he was thirteen. I have no problem putting him there. No problem. Because he's done something that we haven't seen through all the great scorers. And I'm talking about great shooters like Jerry West. I'm talking about great shooters. Oscar Robinson. I'm talking about great, great shooters. Guys come off the bench. Any great shooter you could possibly mention. James Harden. Okay, you talk about great. What he's able to do for his size and and his range is tremendous. So for me, I got no problem putting him at 13. Our Twitter poll question is up as well at hardest to ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore seven FM based on the ESPN ratings. Who appears on your Mount Rushmore of goats? Who appears on your Mount Rushmore of greatest of all time? You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Who appears on your Mount Rushmore of goats? And I'm talking NBA. Let me make that clear because I guess I've, I've confused some folks. 
based on the ESPN ratings, NBA, who appears on your Mount Rushmore of the greatest of all time? We will do another one because some folks have had some interesting comments, uh, some interesting responses if we're just talking about general greatest of all time. Like Bartlett underscore Brian had Ali, Jordan, Gretzky, Babe, and Tom Brady. That's in it. That's that's not bad. We'll do that another time though. That that's pretty good. We'll do that another time. But tonight I'm looking for based on the NBA top seventy four that you've got. Who would be on your Mount Rushmore of goats? One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Spike's in Jersey. Hey, Spike, you're next on ninety eight seven. What a great topic. I get to talk with you and share with you my guys, my five guys who've been in more NBA locker rooms over a long period of time. You think that would be a good good cross-section? <laughs> yeah, that would be. All right, well, you're up first. Now, here's the criteria. I got yeah. the other four. I got them. Okay. Got them confirmed. Everyone's up against the fence in the schoolyard. Larry Hardesty picks first. I wrote down who you're going to pick. Uh, go ahead. You're up. I'm taking oh, Kareem. You said Kareem. I was wrong. Kareem. Okay, Kareem. you got Kareem and I got Kareem. I thought you down uh. for MJ. <laughs> Our friend, brother Bill, you know he's picking Julius. Of course he is. Oh, okay. Sonny Hill, you know he's picking Will. That's it. Peter Vesey picked Big O and uh-huh. Alan Hart. He's going with MJ. Okay. So I think that's the five friends of mine up against uh-huh. the fence in the schoolyard. And yep. me, I'm the oh, Peter's older than me by three years. So we got five different guys, yeah. and we all know our hoops. And yeah. we've—I've been in a few locker rooms, but you guys have been in thousands cumulatively. No question yeah. about it. No doubt. Okay, now I, I go back and forth with Alan on this, and Bart was on today. That they were uh-huh. Isaiah got a bad hand. Michael must have picked this. Uh, <laughs> he did. He ain't thirty-one. I thought Clyde. No, he's not thirty-one. Well, Sixty-five years on this list. Sixty-five years of basketball. I'm. Se- I'll be seventy-four. League seventy-four. So we've all seen them all. Mm-hmm. But look at the difference in who would pick it. So Michael is the best player. Yes, I pick Kareem too. See, I stay with the big men, and I told Kyrie when, we, when he picked up in the pre-pickup call, and I told him that. I went to high school with, with Kareem in the same, different high school, same, saw him play every game in high school, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, it went to big men, and then it went to, to power forwards, and then it went to the, uh, to the point guards, and then now it's wing players. Mm-hmm. And, and I said, you give Kyrie, uh, uh, Kawhi Leonard, you give him another five or six years, and two more championships, and he cracks the top ten. Because he's almost a 40-50-90 guy. He's yeah. like a 49-38-86. He's going to get real close to, and he's a great defender. And that and that's what sets him apart. That's what sets that's him what apart. That's what sets him apart, yeah. That's what, and, and we all, and it's so sad to me, this is the saddest one of them all. And this is only opinion. You can't mm-hmm. throw the big O out of the top ten. I just, I can't, I can't do it. I, you I can't, just, do, I can't it. do it. I just can't. And you mentioned college too. You gave us great college, but but you can't throw them out. And, and Wilt gets to look. Wilt didn't win a lot. And the no. argument with Wilt, he wasn't the best. Uh, I mean, with the big O, Allen's argument to me. And I'm, I'm not talking out of school. We've talked mm-hmm. about this overly. Allen's argument: Wilt wasn't the best player on his team. You know, I mean, the big O wasn't the best player on his team when he played. You know, with Kareem. So I got to go with Kareem. Yeah, but he 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 was the best player on his team when he played in Cincinnati. I know that. I, this is this is what it's all interchange. Yeah, uh, uh, Colin before. Hope he's listening. Said mm-hmm. uh, it, it, Magic uh, never won without Kareem. Well, that's who he played with. 
I'm yeah. not knocked in his opinion. Yeah, Kobe's yeah. ninth. I could put Kobe up. I could put Magic and Bird at five six. I could put Kobe seven or six mm-hmm. or five. It's all in the chain. The top three is right. I'm telling you. Yeah. You're going to have to convince me forever, except Bill. You know, he's going to go with Dr. J. That's a personal test. You mm-hmm. can't convince me that top three is not the right top three. Have a great night, Larry. All right, Spike. Thanks. 1-800-919-3776. Let's talk to Marvin in the Bronx. Hey, Marvin, you're next on 98.7. First of all, Larry, I want to ha- say happy birthday to the Brown Bomber. The day is his birthday. He would have been over 100 years old. And before there was Jackie, was, there was Joe Lewis. That's it. You know? Absolutely. That's right. He, yeah, and, and people don't talk about this. When Jackie was going through his problems, people being called Rachel Epifat, Joe Lewis showed up at a Dodger game, and a lot of things calmed down. Mm-hmm. Right. But as my the, five the top, big fella, right. The big fella stepped yeah. in, huh? Yep. <laughs> something, yeah, right. Hey, Marvin, something about a heavyweight champion. <laughs> that's right. In 12 years. Um, my center would be Wilt. I think the Wilt was the best ever. Mm-hmm. Then, I'll, then I'll go with... And then I go with Russell as a forward and a guy no one ever talks about, Elgin Baylor. Yeah. And that's God, Oscar, and I'm gonna throw I'm gonna be icon of classic, Tiny Archibald. Yeah, he was and a great point guard. And, and great point coming guard. off the bench, my sixth man, I throw it in there, Pistol Pete. Mm. You know what, we we forget, Marvin, how talented Pistol Pete Maravich oh, was. Man, if you didn't awesome. have a chance to see him, he was tremendous. And and as a Nick fan, it was always frustrating to watch him and watch Earl DePearl Monroe have to guard him when he came here. And, you know, knowing that Earl DePearl had his tricks, but Pistol Pete was just, just a phenomenal basketball player. Let, let me tell tremendous. you something. Uh, when he scored the 68 points against Fraser and Monroe, I was on Paris Island in boot camp. Mm-hmm. So I had never seen that game. So one day that was on ESPN on one of those channels, I watched it. I'm like, hey, hey, hey man, I can see why Fraser say, "Where's the help?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 and um, happy birthday to Stevie. Happy birthday to the Brown Bomber because he set the pace for a whole lot of black athletes that came after him. Definitely did. Thank you, Marvin. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Let's go to Richard in Manhattan. Hey, Richard, you're next on ninety eight seven. Larry, when you decide who's the best, you have to think a length of career. LeBron's had a longer career than Michael, and he's been great longer. Nobody had as lengthy the length of career that Kareem did. Kareem dominated from day one when he came, mm-hmm. just like Wilt. Yep. But the bottom line to me is winning. Larry, I don't understand this. Bill Russell, 11 out of 13. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you want? What's that? He did everything that you can do. Now, the biggest shock to me, do you know who's after Bill Russell in championships? John Havlicek, either yeah. eight or nine. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me he's the 33rd best player? Yeah. He's a lot of was better than Bird's. Yes, at his best, Bird was better. Mm-hmm. But, but, but Havlicek was great 15, 16, 17 years. Yeah. Eight championships, nine championships. He won with Bert, with Russell, without Russell. He won coming off the bench. He did whatever it took to win. That guy was a pure winner. Another guy, where, where is Frazier rated? 39? I what, think. are you crazy? He invented next to Oscar. And he was a bigger winner than Oscar. He went to three championship games. How do you put Frazier that low? Come on. Uh, and, uh, Marv is okay, but Marv thinks that Nate Archibald was better than Walt Frazier? Yeah, he, he was. He, Walt Frazier's right behind Bob Pettit now, at now, 39. Pl- he was better than Cousy in my book. Uh, where did they put Jay Kidd? 
Uh, he's, uh, let me scroll. I have him here. He's 35. Okay. Jay Kidd was better than Isaiah Thomas. Please. He did everything. Jay Kidd was next to Michael, uh, next to Magic, as far as I'm concerned, as far as point guards. Defended, played defense, everything. Led teams. Not, not as good a score, though, Richard. Yeah. What the score that Isaiah was. Good in, but, Larry, he did what it took. He no, I understand. I understand what you're saying, but I'm saying these, when you, you know, compare Larry, the two, not as good a score. The, day, the days when defense meant something. You know, a lot of people are slim. Now, I'll agree with you with Curry, because mm-hmm. Curry not only is a great player, he's a winner. Yes. So I like that. I like, you know, he's won. Mm-hmm. See, to me, winning is the whole thing. I got you. You have to win. I mean, being a great man, Maravich was not a great pro, please. I mean, he was a great college player and a great player. But as far as a pure basketball player, I mean, he never fit in with Atlanta. Never. When he was drafted, you know that. And uh, he was like a sideshow, but a great player. But, you know, Larry, to me, is uh, John Havlicek, 33? Yeah, but remember, Richard, and thanks for the phone yeah, call, my friend. Yeah, always a pleasure, Larry. Uh, you know, a lot of folks didn't see him. I mean, I saw him near the end of his career, uh, in the mid seventies with Dave Cowens because, you know, that was a, that, that team was battling the Knicks. It was him. It was, you know, Don Nelson, you know, uh, uh, Don Chaney, Jojo White. I mean, so, so I'm familiar with that era, but there's a lot of folks who weren't familiar with that. And you look at the stats and it's, it's hard for people. Richard, we have this discussion and we always have this discussion. It's hard for people to work in eras, okay, to transcend eras and see how players work in today in, in, in this era. And John Havlicek was, was a fabulous starter. He was, he was perfect for the Celtics. He was perfect coming off the bench as a six man for the Celtics. He was excellent for that team. He worked well with that team. And sometimes, Richard, as you know, from following sports as long as you have, when you win a lot, people sometimes don't like you. A and B, they say, well, he's, he's a product of being on, on a winning team with, with, with the Boston Celtics who, who won a lot. So, you know, that, that's it. But, you know, it, it is, it is interesting to try to ingratiate, you know, today's players with the top 50 before and other players fitting in. It, it, it's, it's interesting. I mean, some people will say that, uh, and, and I heard a great discussion about that earlier today. Some people will say that, you know, uh, Scottie Pippen at 21 should not be ahead of Charles Barkley because Charles Barkley was 23. Pippen has more rings. And then I had another conversation with, with, uh, I was a part of where, where, you know, why is, Giannis even in there, yet he's only played a couple of years and he's at 27. I mean, you know, he may be, I mean, he's not even, he, he's, he's what, he's 25? I mean, he could be, he could be in the top 10 next year. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, but it's, it's interesting to try and the challenge in trying to, you know, bring everybody, take all the players who've ever played, who's ever played and put them in the top 74. It's great for debate, right? You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. 
Hey, if you have a small business and trying to get the word out that you're still serving the community, let us know. We've had over 350 local businesses reach out, and we're still sharing their messages. Send an email to 987ESPN at gmail.com. Let us know your story so we can pass the word along to our listeners. Again, that's 987ESPN at gmail.com. Like our folks at South's Place in North Massapequa, they're offering off-the-charts burgers, sandwiches, pasta, and more. This local Long Island restaurant offering incredible food, wine, and cocktails for takeout. To place an order for pickup, call South's Place at 516-731-3417. That's 516-731-3417 today. 1-800-919-3776. Buddha's in the Bronx. Hey, Buddha, you're next on 98.7. Hey, what's going on, Uncle Larry? How you doing, man? Hey, Buddha, what's happening? Hey, listen, man, a lot of things. <laughs> Today was a wild day on this yes, ESPN indeed. radio. Uh, but first, I want to be real serious, like real quick. You mm-hmm. know, NBA, MLB, and NFL, you know, uh, we all know they're coming back. We got the two states that they're going to be housing in and getting themselves together. You know, to, to be responsible and to give back to the people that they're coming back for, you know, because they know that we need sports so much. That's why they're coming back. Give me a break. Um, they need to set up testing centers, that same rapid test that they got for their players and, and the testing that they can do three or four times a day. They need to set that up in their hometowns, in all of their cities, New York, Boston, whatever city it is. All the teams that come back, they need to set that up. You know, that's the right thing to do. Um, with the Mount Rushmore, i got to put Magic and MJ in the backcourt. i got to put um, LeBron at the small forward. I'm going to put Bill Russell at the power forward. Only reason why is because I'm going to put Kareem in the middle. Okay. You know, uh, I think that covers that. Um, listen, but today it was not a great day in the history of ESPN radio. Um, you know, early in the midday, I'm hearing the host telling um, fans, you know, and callers that they're crawling up in the fetal position because they are, you know, so apprehensive about the, you know, the seasons coming back. Um, before you, I'm hearing about how um, Kobe is better than Magic because he brought two different cast of characters with him to the finals. I mean, check Magic's team that he had when he first won, especially when Kareem went out, and then check that last team that he brought to the finals. They had no business being in the finals when he rolled that ball down the court, you know, to make the time run out against Portland. You know, and then I heard that, that the reason why Magic won was because he had Showtime. Newsflash, Magic was Showtime. You know, but anyway, then, you know, now I'm here with the callers, um, you know, especially with the 74 list. It's amazing to me how 20-year-olds know more about sports than 40-year-olds. And 40-year-olds know more about sports than 60-year-olds. You know, I remember when I was 11 years old, I sat down in my my uncle's palatial um, estate in New Rochelle. We were Mm -hmm. watching the games, and I told him, listen, Earl Campbell is the best running back in the history of football. He looked at me with a stern look and put his scotch down. He said, boy, you haven't seen enough football to make that comment. Um, You know, flash forward 37 years, and um, last year my nephew was telling me that, uh, you know, Floyd Mayweather – is the best um, boxer of all times, and he's better than Sugar Ray Leonard because he has an undefeated record. I mean, you know, honestly, man, and I go back to like what my uncle said, if you haven't seen it, you can't comment on it. Looking at these grainy VHS tapes and, and, and all that stuff about what guys were doing before, you know, I've heard about um, like with Spike and, and um, Richard, they like to talk about Clive Frazier. You know that that was one of the greatest games you'll ever see in, in um, you know, in a closeout game. Mm-hmm. You cannot compare generations in any sports. It's impossible. The rules have changed. Mm-hmm. You know, Johnny Unitas. I never saw him play, but when I hear that he created the two-minute offense 
And then I go back and I look and see he was calling his own plays and where he was placing that ball and where he was hitting Mackey, you know, on, on the outstretched right mm-hmm. side where the defense is on the inside. Yep. Imagine how many yards he would have thrown for and how many touchdowns he would have thrown for with the rules the way they have yep. it now. You're I'm looking right. at Joe Montana. I call you. I talk to you about this all the time. Mm-hmm. Look at Joe Montana, specifically the first three Super Bowls. This guy took some of the most hellacious hits you'll ever see. And I, all the time I'm hearing people stuffing down my throat that Tom Brady is better than Joe Montana. Mm-hmm. My eyes don't tell me that. Mm-hmm. Joe Montana could do more than what he could do. Joe Montana could beat you in the pocket. He could beat you outside of the pocket. Mm-hmm. And he's not pointing to the referees when you get close to his legs. You know, I mean, I don't know, man. Guys need to, you know, stop with that. LeBron would have been great if he played in the 60s. Yep. The same way Bill Russell would have been great if he played now, because mm-hmm. the reason why you can't compare it is they went with what they had. Mm-hmm. If three-pointers and dribbling up the court for a big man was required and Bill Russell grew up in that time, he'd be able to do it. Won two national championships. Didn't he lead college in scoring and rebounding? Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. come on. And then to add it, nugget is, look at the life that those guys had. Yeah, Look at the life that a, that, that a, mm-hmm. um, a Jabbar had. Uh, a Jim Brown had a uh, Bill Russell. You want to talk about toughness? Yeah, man, them dudes couldn't even stay in the same hotel room with the teams. I mean, come that's on, right. man. That's right. It's it's uh, that's why it's it's an interesting, it's a fun discussion, Buddha. But really, uh, and you bring some great points as you always do. Thanks for the phone call. It's a great discussion, but as I always say, it's really hard to have that discussion about errors. It just is. It, it is because there's different rules. As Buddha said, there's different types. There's different styles of play. There's, there's, everything is different. You know, it's all different. I mean, imagine this. Imagine, imagine, and just talk about baseball for a second. Listen to the criticism that Reggie Jackson used to take for striking out. When now that's, they don't care if you strike out. <laughs> Right. Oh, he strikes out too much. Oh, he he got to be able to to, to make contact with the baseball. <laughs> what? Now they don't care. Strike out if you have to. As long as you get the, if you make contact once or twice, we're good. It's how the game changes, and that's the challenge in this. Okay, I'm just telling you. There's there's, I mean, there's guys that you see. I mean, all right, Anthony Davis. Do you think that Anthony Davis is number forty five? In NBA history, 45 Anthony Davis? I mean, how do you compare him? How do you, how, how do you rate him? Yeah, he's been hurt a lot. He's been injured. I mean, how, how do you rate uh, an Anthony Davis? And like I said, for me, I, you know, I think Kevin Durant should be a little higher, maybe one or two spots higher. Steph Curry, I got no problem with him in, in this position he's in. And, What's also interesting is the criteria. For some people like Richard, it's about winning. And when you look at the top 10, that's what it's about. Even though Will Chamberlain didn't win as much as other people in this top 10, he's got hardware. Everybody in this top 10 has hardware. Some's got a lot of hardware. Some have one hand full of hardware. Some have a hand and a half full of hardware. Some have two hands in the, in the big toe of hardware. <laughs> So, but everybody in that top 10 has hardware. So if that is your criteria, if you look at champions, okay, as guys who won, who were able to win championships, if you look at that as the best in their league, okay, I'll give you that. But once again, it's 
who's on your team that helps you. And of course, in big moments, right, you want your guy to step up. You want your guy, whoever's the leader, in a big moment with the last second shot, or we need a, we need a two minute, we're down, uh, we're down and we're going to march down the field. We want our quarterback to run that two minute offense and get us into the end zone. Yes, you want your superstars to do what they do in big, in big moments. Absolutely. Absolutely you do. But, you know, what else is there? What else is there to make that decision? Is, is that why Charles Barkley is 23, 24? Because he didn't win a ring? Does he become that much better a player because he's got hardware? You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. The phones we go. Trey's in Brooklyn, Texas. He's next on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Trey. What's up, Larry? How you doing? Same old same, man. Same old same. We got this list to go over tonight, baby. But uh, we got some work to do first, so let's get it. All right, let's do that. And tonight we are saluting the folks, the nurses, the doctors, all the people who are doing their best at the Bristol Myers Squibb Children's Hospital in New Jersey. And nice. as you know, uh, Trey, now all of a sudden, just when we, th- this virus has been crazy, right? Just when we've Absolutely. been told, well, the young people can't get it, babies can't get it. Now you're, we're getting a bunch of young kids, babies who are contracting something that's similar that's affecting the respiratory situation. And so the folks at the, at children's hospitals are now on the front lines as well. And we wanted to salute them, including the Bristol Myers Squibb Children's Hospital. Absolutely, absolutely. Go lift them up tonight, man. Let them know we're thinking about them, and thank y'all so much. Yep, definitely, definitely. Who you got? I got Mercy Medical Center tonight. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're going to show our love to them tonight. Um, let them know that we're thinking about them in these rough times and that we appreciate everything that they're doing. Again, from the first person in that door to the last person leaving to switch out shifts, how they do it, we appreciate all the hard work. Y'all putting yourselves in harm's way to make sure that we can talk about silly lists and, you know, <laughs> labor disagreements. So thank you all yeah, so much that. for the hard work. Thank you all for the, the tireless nights and not being able to see your families and things like that. We appreciate you so much. You have no idea how we feel about y'all. You will never understand that. So thank you all so much. Here, here. I agree a thousand percent. Yes, sir. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Larry, 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 Larry. Yep. So Giannis said, so, so first and foremost, let's just say this, right? Mm-hmm. When they do these lists, they do it for this. They do it for these type of reactions. Absolutely. They do it. So I love it. So I'm going to give them what you want, but at the same time, I'm going to be smart about it. Okay. Okay? Mm-hmm. Ain't no way in hell Paul Pierce is a better basketball player than Bernard King. Let's just get that off the table right now. <laughs> Ain't no way in hell. Paul Pierce is a better basketball player than Willis Reed. Ain't no way in hell Paul Pierce is a better basketball player than Dennis Rodman. Ain't no way in hell. Let's just get that out the way first. Yep, okay. I'm with you. Are we, are we, all, are we all in agreement on that? Oh, we're in agreement on that. Okay, church then. Let's keep it moving. Uh, mm-hmm. Clyde Fraser with the disrespect at 39. Very disrespectful. Yep. Deke Thomas, 31. Extremely disrespectful. And please, somebody, please. Tell me how somebody's name we could not pronounce three years ago is the 27th greatest basketball player to ever lace them up. Can somebody tell me that? 
Yeah, I don't know. No, I don't I'm sure know. They can't. Great kid, great kid. Yes. He's going to have a great future. He's, he's going to be—he's he's a tremendous me. player. He's a tremendous Absolutely. player. This reminds—this is just a prisoner of the moment thing. This mm-hmm. reminds me of Shaq '97. You remember that? Yep, that's right. Yeah, remember when they Shaq on the fifty in '97, and everybody yep. was what? This kid ain't did nothing. He's been that's in the right. league five years. Mm-hmm. This is the same thing. This guy mm-hmm. is a really good player, a hell of a talent. He takes six steps every time to the basket, but I guess that's acceptable now. I have no problem with that, Larry. Euro step. Euro, Euro step. Okay, yeah, whatever. Larry, I'm from Larry at the park. We walk in the other way. Drop yeah. the ball. I ain't going to argue with you, fam. Just drop the ball and let's go the other way. You know what you did. Yep, that's right. I ain't going to argue with you. You know what it is. But, Larry, you know, like I said, that's what these lists are for. Iverson, uh, John Stockton's not a better guard than Iverson. Stop. Nope. That's not that, – that, that just that, – where? Where? And, and, and Trey, let's be fair. Russell Westbrook at 42? Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> they got my 40, man. Russell got, Westbrook at 42? How you got my man Dame Lil 72? Exactly. Man, got my man Artis Gilmore bringing up the rear at 74. 74. 74. Residents of the moment, Artis Gilmore was so good. Oh. He was. He was good. He was slow, but he was good. <laughs> Great man, slow as pond water. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, I'm watching it strictly off of tape, and he looks slow on tape. You ain't supposed to. Yeah. No, he's slow. He was slow. Yeah. <laughs> he was slow. I love, I love Pistol Pete. Yeah. He was a better better college player than a he was. player. He, he was. He was. 68. He was. You know what I'm saying? I think if you're going to put somebody like that for honorable mention up in there, why you ain't got Draz and Petrovic up in there? Yeah. You're right. That's all I'm saying. I know the longevity. He wasn't around long. I get that. I understand. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to give, like, these little nods, you telling me, so, Larry, hold on. Larry, is Tracy McGrady a better basketball player than Drazen Petrovic? <sighs> no. no. Larry, it's, it, 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 it's, it's close, but no. No. He's no, not. he's not. not. How the hell is Dave Cowan 66, Larry? Oh. Are you serious? Play with the Celtics, man. Prisoners of the moment. And here's the other thing, and one of the other callers brought it up, Trey, and it's so true. No Tiny Archibald? Tiny Archibald ain't on this list? Come on, man. I will say this. My favorite uh, of my favorite thing about looking on this list is mm-hmm. the thing that saddens me the most is you got Oscar Robinson outside the top ten. Yeah. But, Larry, if you go where I'm looking on ESPN, looking at this list, how can you not love the picture of my New York Knicks swarming that one? Yeah. Nah, did you do you see that picture? Yeah, I oh, did. Oh, that's a beautiful picture. Oh, that's <laughs> I had to grab that one. I had to steal that one for the archives, baby. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. A monster picture. Vince Carter, I love you to death. You should not be on this list. You are not the 55th best basketball player to ever lace them up. I love you to death, and your longevity should be applauded. You yes, are not. True. They need to say it like this, Larry. Vince Carter, is he the 55th best basketball player to ever lace them up? I think if you say it like that and put it in a vacuum, then you say it a little slower and you won't be prisoner of the moment. These right, people in right. some of these are prisoners of the moment. Because I'm true. sitting here looking at this list and I'm like, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yep. But it's a good it's, it's a good thing to talk about. It's always Absolutely. I love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And I think I think the Iceman needs to move up a couple of spots too. Man, come on. I think the Iceman right. and I understand I understand he's mostly ABA. I got it. I understand. I still you think he should move him up just a little bit, a little bit. You, Larry George Gervin is the 
47 best basketball player ever to play. Listen, behind Dominique, who's 46. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is ridiculous, man. This it's is- funny. It's funny, though. But but you're right, Trey. Thanks for the phone call, man. You're right. It's It's to stimulate discussion. And that's what it's about. And that's what it's doing. So they've done their job to stimulate discussion. And once again, to do the impossible, which is to try and compare errors, which which is really impossible to do because there's so many variables, style of play, um, you know, coaching, philosophy, what, what's, how's the game going, how the game is called. There's so many different variables in it. But yet and still, you try to list the, the greatest players and how they were able to play. It's fascinating. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> 